this is the message I was planning to share with you guys because I remember one of the sisters called me this week and uh, was sharing about her mental stress that she's going through and the one thing that I got to know from her was she was not having any peace and she was asking me sister if you could pray for me that I have peace in my mind so how do we get peace where do we get peace from the only place where we can get true peace is in God only in God will find true peace only in God will find true joy everybody has some or the other problems and especially 90% of the problem is in the mind amen it says that mind is the battlefield the enemy attacks not our body first he'll attack our mind because once our mind is is destabilized the whole body stops functioning amen and the biggest weapon of the enemy is fear he sends the dart of fear and fear paralyzes us when we have fear we have anxiety and when we have anxiety we cannot focus we cannot think straight amen so battlefield the spiritual battlefield is always in the mind and the enemy attacks our mind to keep us away from walking with God to keep us away from focusing on God and eventually it affects our faith our walk of faith is affected amen one of the good example is Peter one of, who was one of the closest disciple to Jesus he fell away and he betrayed Jesus he said I don't know who Jesus is right if you remember the story of, of Peter denying Jesus three times that he doesn't know Jesus why because of fear the enemy attacked his mind through fear the enemy attacked Peter's mind through doubt and unbelief that is Messiah is Jesus truly the Messiah that he was waiting for so that's how the enemy comes he'll stop our walk with Jesus he'll stop our walk of faith with Christ and that is what happened with Peter Peter stopped walking with Christ right away he, when he was captured. He, he, uh, he denied Jesus. He's denied Jesus three times. But the good point here is that even before Peter fell, Jesus told Peter. When Peter told Jesus, Jesus, whatever is going to happen, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. Uh, and I'm going to stay with you. If you go on the cross, I will go on the cross with you. <laughs> if you die, I will die along with you. So he was giving all those promises to Jesus. But if you remember, Jesus turned back and said, Peter, you're telling me all this, but tonight you're going to reject me three times. Three times you're going to deny me. But I have prayed for you. Jesus said, I have prayed for you so that you will get back and become strong in your faith that you repent and you become strong in your faith and then you strengthen your brothers and sisters. Amen. And that is the goodness of God. That is the goodness of Christ that He gives us chances after chances for us to get back. Even though we have rejected Christ down the line in our life by disobedience, by our unfaithfulness, in the things of God, still God prays for us. It says Jesus told Peter that Peter, Simon, 
Satan has warned me that he is going to swift you all like wheat. But I have prayed for you that you will not lose your faith. That you will repent and you will get back. And then you will strengthen your brothers and sisters. So Christ knows our future. He knows that Peter is telling me this. That I am going to be with you Lord. I am going to die with you. But Jesus also knew that tomorrow is going to de deny me. But God is also giving the doors wide open. That after you have done this, I'm still uh, going to pray that you would repent and get back on your feet. Amen. So that's how the enemy works. He sends those darts of fear, darts of doubt, unbelief in our walk with God. Sometimes we are questioning ourselves, why Lord? I have asked this prayer and this prayer has not been answered for so long. I have been so faithful in my walk with you. I have been going to church. I'm doing everything right. Then why is my prayers not answered? Amen. <clears throat> and that is when the enemy comes and put these thoughts in our mind. Oh my gosh, Sheba, you have been praying for this for so long and Jesus has not blessed you yet. With the, He has not answered your prayers. I think there's something wrong with you. I think you should just quit praying. You should just give up on God and just go back to your old lifestyle. That is how the enemy comes and attacks our mind. While we are waiting on God for a particular situation to be solved or a particular problem to be solved or a particular, uh, you know, prayer to be answered. So that's how the enemy comes very sleek. He comes and puts thoughts of doubt, thought, thoughts of disbelief. Amen. So he puts it in our mind because when our mind is attacked, we become completely destabilized. Our mind, physically, we cannot function. Amen. So the battlefield is in the mind. It says in Romans chapter 7, verses from 17 to 23 here, it talks about Paul, how he was struggling in his mind with sin. And this is what he says. It says in Romans 7, 17, So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, I... That is, in my sinful nature, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But, I, but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Verse 23, it says, But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. So this is, uh, Paul is talking about his struggle with sin with the church in Rome. He's telling me, he's telling us how he's struggling. It is all happening in the mind. Very clearly in verse 23, there is a power, there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. So there's an attack on the mind. Constant attack on the mind. And though we want to do good, we inevitably fall back and do what is wrong. Paul the apostle, the great apostle who was powerfully used by God who wrote the half of the Bible. He was struggling with sin. And where did it start? It started with his mind. There was another power within me that is at war with my mind. So every child of God goes to that church. 
every one of us go through that. The enemy attacks our mind to stop us walking faithfully in God. As I just shared my example, how we wait, wait on God for the promises, for the prayers to be answered. And when it doesn't happen, we just give up on prayers. We stop praying, we stop reading the Bible, we stop going to church, we stop coming and fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters on the conference, praying for uh, each one of us. So we stop all that. Our walk of faith is, is, is stopped by the enemy attacking our mind. Amen. It says in Romans chapter 8, the only way we can stop the enemy from attacking our mind is by renewing our mind. Amen. We are called to renew our mind. You'll find that in Romans chapter 12. Let's go there. <clears throat> Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 it says don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect so that is the will of God for every child of God. His will is pleasing. His will is perfect. But how can we know what the will of God is? It's by renewing our mind. He's saying don't copy the customs of this world. But allow God to transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. So where does the thinking happening? It happens again in the mind. So we have to renew our mind. When you're renewing your mind. How do you renew your mind? You renew your mind by reading the word of God. But reading the Bible is when it renews your mind. Amen. It's not necessarily listening to the preachers, listening to the sermons on TBN or all the Christian broadcasts. That's good. But it doesn't renew your mind. Only the word of God, only the Bible has the power to renew our mind. Because it is the word of God. Amen. I love the way my sister was sharing this week. That every time I read the Bible, it's new, Sheba. Every time I read the Bible, it's always something new. And I totally agree with that. Because when I read the Bible every week, every time it's new. New revelations pop in. And that's how powerful the Word of God is. It is so powerful that it can transform our life. Amen. So it's telling us to renew our mind. How can we do that? By allowing God to transform us by reading His Word. Then you will know God's will. If you don't read the word of God, you will never understand what's God, God's plan for your life. You will un never understand God's will for your life. So when you read the word, you will understand and know what God's will is for you. What is it? It is good. It's pleasing. And it's perfect. Amen. Again, Romans chapter 8. And verses 1 to 2. It says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Amen. Because we belong to Christ, because we walk with Christ, the power of sin is broken by the life-giving spirit. And it has freed us from the power of sin. Amen. Christ already purchased our freedom on the cross and we are called to live in freedom. Then why are so many Christians not living in that freedom? 
which Christ already purchased for us on the cross. Christ already won the battle. That is what we did on Sunday. We celebrated the resurrection. Christ's resurrection, that's the day of victory. Victory over sin and death, sickness and disease. Christ already paid the price. Now he's asking us to receive it and enjoy living in freedom. But unfortunately, many Christians are not living in that freedom because we are not allowing our mind to be renewed. Because once our mind is renewed, we'll understand the will of God and we become new people. We become more and more like Christ. People start seeing Christ in us. We have to be the, be the light to the darkness, to the world, to the dark world. People should see Christ in you. Amen. So it's very important that we have to renew our mind. Again in the same chapter, Romans 8 verses 5 to 6. It says those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Amen? So those who are dominated, they are controlled by the sinful nature. And then he says, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So if you are filled with the Spirit, Holy Spirit, you will display the fruits of the Holy Spirit. What are the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, uh, gentleness, kindness. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You'll find that, um, I think it's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, 22 to 23. Ephesians 5, 22 and 23, which talks about the different kinds of the fruits of the Holy Spirit that starts manifesting in our life and people will see a change in us when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will try to do the things that please the Holy Spirit. Amen. Verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Amen. As I said in the, in the beginning of the sermon, that the sister had called me and she was not having peace. And I asked her, oh, Sister, are you reading the Bible? Because when you read the Bible, it fills you with peace. Because it has the power to fill us with peace. Because that's what his, the word says. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Amen. Christ said, I have come so that you might have peace. I have come so that you might have an abundant life. A life filled with peace, joy. Amen. Why are we not experiencing? Is we are not fighting the battle in the mind with the word of God. Amen. So the Lord is calling us. To fill our mind with his word because the word has the power to break the shackles of sin in our life. It has the power to help us walk strong in the Lord. It has the power to fill us with peace. Amen. So that's the message.